Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Charles Sabansi from the Dreamers Pro Show, and we want to welcome you guys to the Dreamers Pro Podcast, where we cover everything from sports, hot topics, classic debates, entertainment, and where we give you guys a fresh perspective on things and how we see them. Now, let's get started with the first topic of today's show. So as you guys know, um, Deion Sanders, Colorado uh, Buffaloes had a very, very big game uh, just this, this just this last Saturday uh, that I was able to watch, and that game was against Arizona State. So I was watching the game, and um, especially towards in that second, towards that second half, it was kind of like a seesaw game. But then ultimately, they, the the Buffaloes were able to take a lead. But then it got pretty scary towards the end of the game because it looked like as if Arizona was going to most likely have an opportunity uh, to tie it up, but it didn't happen. Um, and anyway, they came away. Uh, they came away from that game uh, victorious, right? And at the end of the game. Um, usually, as you guys know, there's always a press conference. And at the end of the game, um, you know, Coach Prime was 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 unhappy uh, with the performance of his team. But I'm and I'm but I want to get to that a little bit later. But anyway, this morning, I was reading an article uh, from Front Office Sports. It was a very very interesting one, and it said that it, and it had the headline. Excuse me. It says, uh, "Deion Sanders driving Colorado merch sales out of states." out-of-state applications and i was like huh this is a pretty interesting uh, article here so i want to get into it and, it start, and it's, it's, it essentially says the coach prime effect continues to provide a financial windfall for the university of colorado in Deion sanders first season as colorado's head football coach merchandise sales of the school's online team store have increased by a thousand two hundred and twenty percent in september uh, 2023 versus September 2022, the university confirmed to front office sports year to year, uh, year to date, uh, January through September sales are up 51%. Additionally, out of state's applications uh, to the school are up 40%, according to Colorado Chancellor Philip Stefano, who calls Sanders presence in Boulder transformational. Time also reports that Sanders and his personal team are working on a half-hour uh, comedy about his career with Kevin Hart's media company. People are drawn to hope, uh, Sanders says. We're pulling people in, man. That just want a chance to be seen, to be heard, to be noticed, to be recognized. Sanders' impact on Colorado's largest university has been immense. The substantial viewership numbers for the Buffalo games have led to over $45 million in earned uh, media for CU per Apex Marketing Group. The school has cashed into 42% year-over-year increase in sponsorship revenue. Additionally, 
The high-profile nature of Colorado's games drove a $14 million increase in ticket revenue over 2022. Celebrities from Lil Wayne and LeBron James to Matthew McConaughey and Jay-Z have popped up at Folsom uh, Field. So that's what that article had to say there. I want to give you guys some other information here that I think uh, you guys are going to find interesting. Do you know that to this point, I think this program, if I'm not mistaken, has generated above what 200 and was it 228 million dollars this season this year alone do you guys know that Deion sanders contract with his team over five years is worth 29.5 million dollars so I, I just want you guys to think about that for a second initially when he was brought into the program they were asking them how are you going to pay for Deion sanders because they said they didn't have the money at the time and now almost 10 months into the year they have what what 4x no 20 maybe 20x their money already on what this guy on what this guy's brought into this program and they're only paying him 29.5 which makes it look like a bargain because he's only getting paid with 5 million 5 10 15 20 25 30 yeah 5 million dollars roughly per year over the next five years to me it's a total steal but to me we have to give the credit to Deion sanders because he's the one uh that's bringing in the television viewers he's bringing it i mean we watched the. I watched the game on Saturday, uh, and was highly entertaining. And that victory, uh, obviously, was able to put them at four and two. But it hasn't been just all, uh, you know, um, kumbaya moments. Because as I was saying early in this show, um, even though Colorado was able to come away victorious in that win against Arizona State, Deion Sanders was absolutely disappointed in the effort that he saw on field. And when he came, when he got to the press uh, press room, he absolutely let his team hear, uh, get an earful. So what we want to do is want to play a little bit of his comments uh, towards his team who he described as hot garbage. And then we're going to come back and continue on the show. Take a listen to what Deion Sanders had to say about uh, the collective effort of his uh, of, of his group. Take a, take a listen to that. Appreciate everything. Uh, wonderful win. Play like hot garbage. And I'm trying to figure this out. Sick of it. I really am. I'm, I'm sick of uh, us coming out here and putting forth the effort we put forth in the first half. We've, we've flipped practices. We've, we've had really uh, diligent meetings, and we're trying to figure this out. I'm trying to figure this out because I'm sick of it. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the win, but I'm not happy in the fashion that we, we wanted in. We're better than that. We really are better than that, and uh, we got to start showing that. I'm, I'm a, I expect to win, and I expect to win in a better fashion than that. I'm, I'm sick of these consistent holes that we're displaying and the, the penalties and the, the things that we're doing. We're so much better. I apologize for, for my anger today, but I don't accept mediocrity. Maybe you do. Maybe you can live with it. Maybe you sleep with it. Maybe you lie with it. Maybe you're comfortable with it, but I'm not. Let's go. The second drive, the second drive was that kind of part of it there? You called two timeouts. You just it like you guys were really just trying to break through the wall and get a score. What, it was like you, you mean the second drive of the game? Yeah, it looks like it, you weren't okay coming away with nothing there, right? The second drive of the whole game. Yes. What about the first drive? What about the first two right. plays? How do you start out a game like that with a quarterback like this? What's the message to the team to get them to? I've, I've, I've delivered every type of message you could, you could fathom. Um, it's not just the team. 
this is all of us. This is me and the coaches included. It's not just the team. We're not doing that. Uh, uh, shoot, look at the darn stats. I mean, the targets. We, we got we to gotta do better. We got to do better all the way around. Offensive, defensively, special teams. Start out, I mean, we start out not kicking a darn ball to the end zone, a, a returnable ball. I don't know how everybody else, kickers, kick the ball out of the end zone but ours. Speaking of kickers, you and Mata shared a moment there after the game yeah. where you kind of looked like you maybe pushed him on the field to get some more shine. Yeah, I want him to do his thing. Yeah, Mata is Mata. I mean, guys, you didn't believe in Mata. I believe in Mata. Why do you think I brought him here? Mata don't miss. You call the timeout and freeze him all you want. That don't mean nothing to Mata. Not as he, that's who he is. He, that's what he always says to me when I walk over to him and give him a hug. He said, I don't miss. And I love it. So I told him to do your thing. Do your thing. Get your shine on. So you heard what Coach Prime had to say. Here are my thoughts on this. Let me tell you what I think after listening to him discuss the performance of his team. What I like about Deion Sanders is this. When his team messes up, He's going to hold them accountable publicly. But whenever they do well, he's going to praise them publicly. That is something that I like. And I think that mode of operation is something that a lot of people can get behind. I think most people don't mind constructive criticism or criticism to a certain extent. I think you begin to lose people when even if they do something good, you don't recognize it. That's when you have a problem. In the case of Deion Sanders, you heard him talking about talk talk about um, uh, the kicker there 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 where he was like, "This is your moment, embrace it." And the guy was like, "I don't miss," and he was praising him publicly. By doing that, what you're doing is you're also building their self esteem and their self confidence. And if you're constantly barraging people with negative uh, uh, comments and always belittling them and always pointing out when they do wrong. You're actually going to be damaging their confidence. You may think you're doing something right by correcting them or showing them tough love, but actually the effect that you're having is a negative one. But if you if you balance it with positivity and negativity, then I think that's how you win people over. The other thing that I liked uh, about that press conference was that not only did he hold his players accountable, he held the entire team accountable as well. Because he was like, that's not the way you go out there and you're performing a game like that. However, it's not just on them, it's on all of us. Maybe we need to think of another way to get through to our players, uh, but it can't just be on, on them alone. And that's something that I love. And I think all of this ties into the success that you see Deion Sanders and his Colorado football team uh, is experiencing. Because now I think the way that he's doing things is bringing, in, is bringing in a larger audience. Now, if you're enjoying this show, be sure to follow us on Facebook at Dreamers Pro Official, Instagram at Dreamers Pro, and leave a review to let us know what you think about today's show. Now, let's continue to the next segment. As you guys know, Rob Parker has been on television since forever. Uh, you've seen him on ESPN. He currently works at FS1. He does a great job. He's on one of my favorite uh, I guess you call it radio shows, although I don't listen to the radio, but I watch the show called The Odd Couple with him and uh, what's the, oh Lord, what's, and Chris Broussard, right? Rob Parker actually called me out, he didn't call me out by name, but he was like a video about, uh, who was it, about LeBron, and then he, but anyway, Rob Parker be doing his thing, but anyway. So, uh, what happened? As you guys know, um, a few days ago, J.J. Reddick came out there and put out, uh, what is it, a, a post, a tweet, 
on uh, his, 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 his Twitter. And the tweet read, I grew up in the NBA. The teams I was on, we had plenty of motivational speakers. Some of them I really took a lot from, and a few were very impactful for our team. None of those talks were recorded and then posted to social media. What are we doing? What are we doing now? Uh, is the locker room not sacred anymore? So that's what JJ Reddick said. And when he said that, uh, funny enough, we actually already produced a show around those comments. Fantastic. Now, when he said that, I knew he was referring to Deion Sanders, but because he didn't make it direct, it was kind of ambiguous at the same time. So what happened? Yesterday, I was watching a segment from The Odd Couple, and it seems like Chris Broussard and Rob Parker basically figured out that the person, in fact, he was referring to was Deion Sanders. Now, if you, only, if you know anything about Rob Parker, Chris Broussard, especially Rob Parker, Rob Parker is one of these guys that doesn't, uh, he doesn't hold his tongue. And if he feels a certain way about a certain thing, he'll tell you, he's not going to insult you, but he'll tell you exactly what he thinks. And he's not afraid to call out athletes or whoever, whoever it is. But when it came time for Chris Broussard and Rob Parker to react to what JJ Redick had to say, they absolutely went off on him. But before we even get into that, this video is brought to you by our brand new sponsor, Factor Meals. If you're like me or anybody that works at Dreamers Pro, chances are you're a very, very busy person, especially during the lunchtime when you don't have time to go to the grocery store, pick out fresh ingredients, and come back home and cook healthy, delicious meals. Sometimes we're so busy that you just end up finding yourself making a ham sandwich or something like that, which isn't really ideal. And this is the reason why we are excited to be partnering with Factor Meals. Factor Meals is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. You can choose from up to 35 gourmet meals. Every meal is packed with premium ingredients crafted by Factor Meals team of culinary experts and designed by dietitians to ensure that every meal is packed with premium science-backed nutritional quality. Your meals are delivered directly to your door and all you need to do is heat them up in just under two minutes, then they are ready for you to eat and enjoy. So for example, this week, I think I'm gonna go with the Italian herb chicken. What I love is that under every single meal, you can see if it's a calorie conscious option. For example, this meal I just chose is a dietitian approved calorie smart meal, which is around 550 calories or less per serving, and also a protein plus meal with 30 grams of protein or more per serving. So if you want to give it a try, click the link in the description below or head over to factormeals.com slash dreamers50 and use code dreamers50 to get 50% off. And remember, when you try Factor Meals by using the link in the description below, remember that you're supporting this channel. Thank you. So what we want to do is we want to get into what uh, Chris Broussard and Rob Parker had to say, and then we're going to come back and react to their comments. Take a listen to that there. Yeah, I just think uh, JJ is... Uh once again, way off from the standpoint of everybody, Chris, runs their locker room differently. It ain't right. the same. There are some locker rooms and some guys who would say, turn the camera off. We don't want it on. They would. Yep. And other yep. guys don't care. When I yep. covered baseball in the 90s, Chris, if you were an opposing player, you better not come in our clubhouse. Better not. They would fight you, Chris. They would, and then other clubhouses, they don't care. Right. Your buddy right. come over, dap you up, give you a jersey. You know what I mean? Yep. It just, exactly. everybody's different. And if the 76ers didn't want it, trust me, it wouldn't have happened. Even Absolutely. though it wasn't the locker room, right? You said it was like a, 
uh, yeah, it was the, in the. Do you uh, see what I'm saying? Like lounge or something. Right. Yeah. And yeah. if it was, they would have said, Dion, no, no. They would have told him up front, no, we don't want this out. We don't want this Absolutely. on video. And everything's on video. This is the same guy, J.J. Reddick, Chris. After the Lakers started, what was it, 0-5, and, and they got blown out after a game or something, told us to forget about the season and just salute LeBron all year. Remember that? <laughs> Hello, forgot, JJ. About that. JJ, yeah. guess what? The Lakers went to the Western Conference Finals. <laughs> and you told us to forget about the season after five games. Come on, dude. I know you played. I got respect for that. But come on with some of this. Yeah. And, and, a lot, and a lot of times, Rob, it might even be the, like I said, kind of the speaker doesn't want it filmed. But he didn't care in this, in this case. In fact, he wanted it filmed. And so I, I even think if the if the players were given the choice, even, you know, they would want to hear Dion even if it's filmed, you know. And also they, they're getting more and players are more and more comfortable, of course, in front of the camera nowadays. Everything is filmed. Everything is taped. So I think that's a difference too, Rob. Like they, they, these guys are used to that. I, I'm, I'm surprised to hear this from JJ. I really am. Maybe I shouldn't be kind of as you're saying, Rob, but. I'm a little surprised that this was a hill he wanted to die on because it really wasn't that big of a deal. And like you said, if the Sixers had really been up in arms about it, they just either don't have Dion or tell him you can't bring the cameras in. It, Chris, there would not have – they wouldn't have been on. I, I believe that. If, if, if the stars on the team say, come on, no video. Let's just – this is us. Right. We, right. We don't want nobody else to be in on our, what we're doing. It's that simple. Takes one guy to object, right? One star to say, "Nah, let's not. Let's do this. This is just for us." So you heard what they had to say there. Now, here are my thoughts on this. First of all, I understand the the where JJ is coming from in terms of things now always being made public. But to be honest with you, that's the day and age that we live in. This is the day and age that we live in, and I don't think that it's. I don't think that is anything new, number one. Number two, in terms of keeping the locker room sacred, was the locker room ever really sacred? I mean, the sanctity of a locker room comes down to the person in charge of that locker room. Some coaches bring in, I mean, they don't allow anybody to talk. They don't allow any cameras, uh, and other people do. Now, here's what's interesting. JJ made these comments about the sanctity of a locker room but about, let me say, three weeks prior, there were cameras. There was a game between the Buffaloes and Oregon. And during that game, I believe the head coach of, the, of Oregon was Dan Lanning or something like Dan something. I don't follow college football that well, but I, I, mem I remember his name being that, Dan. And there was this viral clip going around of him basically hyping up his football club uh, before they went to go play Colorado. And in there, they had cameras in the locker room. The coach was being recorded. He was saying that, you know, the Cinderella story ends today. They're playing for clicks. We're, paying, we're playing for W's. All of those different things. The camera was right, right there. And the coach and the coaching staff was fully aware of it. And they did that to capture the moment. My question is, where was all of this fervor and this indignation when the coach did that. What were these comments? Dion turns around, does the exact same thing 
except it was different because Dion didn't go into a locker room. As a matter of fact, there was no locker room here. What it was, it was a sit-down that Dion had with the Philadelphia, Philadelphia 76ers who went to Colorado. Y'all are crazy. The man is in Colorado. Denver, Colorado. The Philadelphia 76ers packed their bags in their suitcases and say, we're going to go to Colorado. Why did they go to Colorado? You must ask, this is the operative question. They went there to simulate what it would be like to face the Denver Nuggets in the playoffs, excuse me, in the finals, with that altitude, and to get a sense of that area. So they went there, and while they're there, remember, Denver is a very, very big place. They go there. I mean, Colorado is a very, very big place. They could have gone to Denver, but they went to Boulder, where, where he was. They go there. And then they now seek out Deion Sanders to come and speak to the team. It wasn't like as if Deion flew to Philly. They sought him out. And then Deion said, okay, no problem. I'll come and talk to your team. No big issue. However, I want my son to record it because my son, I believe his name is Darius Sanders, has a, uh, has a media company. And this would be great footage for him. They say, no problem. Bring him along. Dion sits down. He starts talking with his team, the team. His son is recording it. He uses it as content. And they publish it on the internet. He benefits his son. The Philadelphia 76ers didn't have an issue with it. No problem. And then here you come talking about the sanctity of locker rooms. What you would have done is you would have added the organizations you were referring to. You would have added Oregon. You would have added the Philadelphia 76ers instead of making it seem ambiguous like you're just talking about anyone. My second issue is if cameras were not allowed into locker rooms, into practices and all of these things, you don't have the last dance. You don't have the last dance. So to all of a sudden now be feeling offended about all of it, it just seems like a bunch of virtue say JJ Reddick is always mad about something, man. Bro, you're always mad about something. You're always pissed off about something. And it's always some irrelevant nonsense you're always mad about. You're always pissed off. He's always mad, always frowning. What, you, what are you frowning for, man? You're always mad about something. At one point, media was something sacred. The only way for you to sit on TV and talk sports, you needed to be a journalist. But now you're on TV talking sports. You, did you go to school for journalism? But now here you are, talking sports on television. At one point, that used to be sacred, but now you do it too. Let's stop with all of the... Ver like, go... <laughs> As Rob, uh, as Chris Broussard said, he said, go find another hill to go fight. Go find another hill to, 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 to put your flag on and fight. This is, this is nothing. Thank you for listening to today's show. And don't forget to let us know what you think about today's show on iTunes or any of your favorite podcasting platforms.